I guess I should do like a little introduction. Yeah, if you want, yeah, and just tell people they can sync up if they want to watch it as well. You should tell them as well while we're watching this, because I'm assuming it's just because of Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, we're watching it because of our good friend, Timothy Oliphant. Yes, our good friend. And, uh, yeah, the film's Dreamcatcher, based on the novel by Stephen King. Came out what year? I don't know, but the novel was written just after Stephen King had a, had his major car crash and was on lots of pain, pain medication. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, 2003 is when the movie came out. So Yeah. Solid cast. I saw, I saw it in the it cinema. Yeah, oh, did you? Cool. I did. I, I was too afraid uh, of the gore, so I didn't go see it. Uh, I had <laughs> wanted to see it, though, and I kept waiting for it to show up on HBO. At the time we had HBO, and uh, yeah. I kept seeing um, the the movie Songcatcher in the like the channel guide, oh, going, "Ooh, there it is! It's uh, it's that Stephen King mo- movie." Oh no, wait, that's oh no, no, that's not like, it. No, it's <laughs> look. I'm not interested in catching songs. I'm only interested in catching dreams. Come on, yeah, yeah. Songcatcher is a film about um, music in Appalachia. It has little to nothing to do with. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens bursting out of people's butts. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> uh, it's a black screen. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why don't you tell the folks at home who you are? What are you doing here? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just wandered into this court. No, I'm Claire. And <laughs> I am from Intro to X, the sadly now finished Intro to X podcast, where we cover the X-Files. And I did that for five years and survived. Um, which is amazing. But now we are going to be doing uh, Quantum Leap, which is very exciting, the Calavici fashion cast. And I'm also from the Defenders podcast, where we talk about the Marvel Netflix shows. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) We uh, decided, well, we, me, I decided to steal the 60-second plot summary for Intro to X for the next phase of Hoopacast. Didn't ask permission, we're just doing it. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. We stole it from uh, uh, Ramjack, so yeah. don't worry. <laughs> There's a common denominator between those two podcasts, though, in, in the form of Brad. Yes. Yeah. So he stole from himself. All right. Um, the screen is black. On the count of three, we'll hit the play button. And we'll get this over with. Sure. Ready? One, two, three, play. Castle Rock Entertainment. I remember when I saw this at the cinema thinking these opening credits were really cool. Uh, I don't really know. Because <laughs> it's just like basic morph technology, you know? Oh, they're fine. They're, they're okay. I quite like the music. Oh, I guess we're looking at a, at a Dreamcatcher, right? I, is that what yeah, that is? it's kind of like icicles turning into. Oh, there's Tim the Elephant's name. It's Yay. kind of icicles turning into a Dreamcatcher or something. Mountains, I don't know. Rain. Hmm. Dreamcatcher stars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a mix of the Saw music and uh, Candyman. But this film has such an amazing crew because, like, it was written by um, William Goldman and it was directed by Lawrence Kasdan. And if I was an actor and someone said, hey, do you want to be in this film? I'd be like, yeah. It's a Stephen King story written by William Goldman, directed by Lawrence Kasdan. 
Like, that's amazing. And then, I just don't know how they thought this would be... Like, I don't get how, when this film was being filmed, nobody went, what are we doing? Like, this is not a good idea. Oh. Well, the setting's evocative. That's true. And aliens, you know, that's scary. I think it's just the... Um, well, we'll get there, but it's like that memory palace thing. <laughs> That's just wacky. Oh, the room. Yeah. Yeah. I think Stephen King said he doesn't remember writing the book because he was lit- it was literally just after his crash. That's what you do when you podcast. You just doodle. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm doodling now. Does that say SSDD? Solid State Drive? The truth is, maybe Stay sexy, don't... Stay sexy, don't die. <laughs> Some of the characters in this film need to pay attention to that uh, that advice. Not saying who. That doesn't take away from Carl's achievement. I mean, here's a guy who's got to go through life as Carl. So I'm going to say I think Thomas Jane is one of the few actors that can deliver Stephen King dialogue and not make it sound. Bad. There's only a few actors. Mostly, I mean, he sounds bad in this film. But like working with Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont's one of the few directors I think that can direct King material. And I think Henry, um, Henry, Thomas Jane is a an actor that kind of gets it. He's able to get his his mouth around it. A mouth, yeah, a mouth around those words. You know, there's a few of the ones oh. from Frank Darabont's films that I think do it well. Here's my pick if they do the stand. He's my pick for uh, Stu Redman, the sort of male lead. Mm. I think he'd be good. He's a lot older now than uh, this. He needs to be older. He's ten years older. I love that this film starts by like fat shaming a guy. <laughs> like it's so bad. <laughs> the first thing in this film. I have to uh, see The Expanse, the sci-fi series where he's like the star of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just looking at all the stuff on his desk and trying to work out what it is. Must be nice to have a desk so large that you can just put random things on there and not be worried about surface space. Yeah. That startled me, the phone ringing. <laughs> I'm scared. It's oh. Thomas Jane as well. <laughs> Jump scare. <laughs> I only remember the broad strokes uh, from this film. Oh. Oh dear. He shot his diploma. <laughs> <laughs> look! Look at all the rocks on hey, his desk. It's. It's like what's that you say? I, I can catch like a way. spiral, like a dream catcher. Oh, you know, SSDD. Well, yeah, of course. Hey, uh, H, you know, I was thinking if you were free this weekend, we might go see Duddits. Yeah, absolutely. He's been on my mind a lot too. It's Damien Lewis and his tiny mouth. Yeah, he's a tiny mouth. It's open. Yeah, he's known for having oh, a hey, teeny tiny mouth. 
That's a normal sized mouth. What are you talking about? (laughs) You'd see him from the front. Your mouth shaming. See you Saturday. So, Mr. Defuniak. Mr. What now, fact? Do you know we're both escapees from man? You're from Pittsfield. He's sneaker shaming. David? Look, that is a tiny you know what mouth. What to scholarship students who are caught cheating on exams? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and at the very least, he needs new shoelaces. Yeah. You had the flu that day, didn't you, David? You didn't take the exam? You missed the test, David, and since you were ill, David. David. Write me an essay. David. David. <laughs> on the short-term results. <laughs> Go get started. Yes, sir. Pittsfield's a better place to be from. I love the four male leads in this film, and I just think, why? Like, what would they be thinking being this? Like, particularly later. How did you know? With how Damien Lewis's character goes, I just think, what must he be thinking? (laughs) Sometimes I just know. Oh, is this this the friend of the podcast? Friend of the podcast, Timothy Oliphant. En- enchanted by his tie. I'm enchanted by him. <laughs> Hello. You're just like little baby Oliphant in this, though. This probably isn't going to work. Never start that way with the car salesman. We love challenges. I'm Pete Moore. In one hour, I'm showing a house in Freiburg. It's a big commission. And I just lost my damn car keys. Could you possibly make me duplicates? That takes at least a day. I just knew it. Easy, Trish. Maybe I can help. I've always been good at finding things. Did I tell you my name? I don't remember. I guessed. He comes across as a bit of a creeper in this scene, though. Well, let's find those keys. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, hey, well, the... The, uh... Miss, I again. The wide I smile. Okay, I need your help. Yeah. You had the coffee in your hand, you bought aspirin, paid for it, went to your car outside, realized the keys were gone. I had everything. Yes. Oh, my cat's just come to watch. Well, look, Nice. It's going to seem weird, but it's... Do you need Timothy Oliphant was on screen? <laughs> <laughs> so this was released in 2003, and Deadwood did not start until 2004, so he did this first. Oh, really? He looks so much younger in this. It's only, only about a year younger. I can't be... I, I mean, I love Timothy Oliphant. I'd be weirded out if he started wiggling his finger in mid-air like that. It's, it's the mustache in Deadwood that makes him look older. I guess. I feel like he's got a lot more salt and pepper in his hair in Deadwood. I guess he doesn't. Yours, right? I like that sign in the background that said, Spring, cha-ching. Oh. <laughs> oh, no if I find your keys, you let me buy you dinner. West War, 6.30. Best fried clams, this part of the state. Right on your way back. Sure. Okay. You know, if someone said, if I find your keys, nice. will, you, will you go out, out with All me? Right. Be like, oh, so you had my keys. So you and then you here. found yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Candy, and he's just a bit around. too keen. And yeah. that's when. To, you know. Well, he could say, uh, I saw you drop them, or I was just kind of playing for funsies. Yeah. Just luck is all. 
Sorry, that noise in the background is my cat chasing around a ball filled with cat treats. What is my cat doing? Um, uh, I don't know where he went. What's war, right? Half past six. You got it. You got it, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Oh. Uh, I'm just looking at the IMDb for this, and Another it says, "Dreamcatcher, they came from the crapper. Five horror movies to watch on World Toilet Day." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, Jason Lee. This was the reason we went to the cinema to see this film because my friend I went to see it with was absolutely in love with Jason Lee. Really? Hmm. Mm hmm. Alright. <laughs> so, did, did I miss something? But where are they? Are they all in the same city or in different places? I they're in different places but I think they're all meant to be in Maine because as you can tell by the Maine accents you know that don't exist um because you know Timothy Oliphant's definitely like up that way because he's talking about going for the clams and those kind of things so they're definitely up in um, that area but I think they don't see each other apart from when they go on this like trip every summer or whatever it is they do or every winter wish I knew Well, that's ominous. Stay sex stay sexy, don't die. <laughs> Save on meats. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, I see, no. I wrote this film. You know the screenplay for this film, that's amazing. By heart. That's proper research, preparing for this podcast. Hey! Uh -oh. This is great. Boing! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's that, that CGI they used to do for, like, accidents, like, that kind of shot where they realised they could do that, and they did it in, like, Meet Joe Black as well. And you just have the cartoon person boing off the uh, car bonnet. It's I just saw him. David. Oh, it's David. <laughs> Still hasn't got a boy. new sneakers, I see. I just found David. some some fun casting information Claire. that Thomas Jane oh. is going to be in another Stephen King film no good. Flatline. called Ooh, 1922. Clear. One of the four novellas in his 2010 story, uh, story collection, Full Dark, No Stars, and playing his wife, Molly Parker from Deadwood. Day. Oh, yay! I love Money Parker. So that was our introduction to the character of Duditz. One of the most offensive characters ever. <laughs> oh, speaking. And there's the Dreamcatcher. See, yeah, I think Thomas Jane... He's good in Stephen King. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say he's good at this, but like generally, I think he's 
It's got that kind of small town, you know, old boy charm, you know, every man. Yeah. Easy charm that Stephen King does in a lot of his characters. Got blown last night. Good for you. First time? Bite my bag. Met some lady at Bingo, went back to her place. Turned into a pretty nice fuckery. As opposed to a fucker up. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Obviously. This is when Jason Lee starts talking in just Stephen Kingisms, like yes. Stephen King's made up slang. <laughs> One of my my least favorite aspects of his writing are his Kingisms, his colloquial dialogue that you hear nowhere but his writing. I, I like in uh, it, where it's like you bet your fur, and it's like what? <laughs> there's there's a lot of that in every one of his uh, of his books. You don't have to need yeah, it and I just can't with it. <sighs> Did you say bingo like the game in church basements? Well, there's trim there. Oh, beer. I thought my deal was pathetic. You just watch. That's your job. I'm fine. This reminds me of the uh, video game Until Dark that I played, where oh, young, nice. young people arrive at a cabin. Um, remember we were gonna go see him that at, weekend? Like when it's night. Like, why don't you uh, time it so that you get there during the daytime? Exactly. <laughs> I've not played that game, but I have watched a a, a playthrough, and it was very cool. That's what it's called, right? I don't even remember. It's good, yeah. Until dawn, until dawn. Maybe? Until dawn, until dawn. Yes, yeah, because you have to last. Too. I know until the one dawn. you mean. Yeah, it's got the character that looks just like Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, she voiced it. And Rami Malek. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and I hated his character so much in that game that I can't watch Mr. Robot. Oh, I haven't seen Mr. Robot yet. Now, now, Matt, I'm going to ask you, if you saw a small child in underpants covered in blood beckoning you across the road, what would your reaction be? Uh, call the police because there's a, <laughs> an abused child that needs assistance from someone who's not me. Yeah. So why was he calling me into the street to get ahead? Maybe there's more to the story we don't get yet. So that's why he say, went to the street because he saw a yeah, kid in his underpants. His childhood, well, it's his childhood friend calling him, so he went into the street. In the movies, when people wake up together, very strange. They immediately start kissing. I will say, all these four actors really put their heart and soul into this film. They're going for it. Which I don't think I'm alone. Feeling it's pretty much necessary when you wake up. Oh, what's it called when you when you got a concept Woody and it won't go down? You mean private? See, I'm practically pre-asthmic. Pre-abysmic. <laughs> Whatever, it's hard. That's what you're betting on? No, I'm no. saying I can name the one movie where they acknowledge the scuzzy facts of life, but not without some cash on the line. If you'd like to know more about priapism, listen to the most recent episode of Spartacast, where we talk about the the deity uh, Priapus and his gigantic phallus. Yeah. And uh, how he got into an ar argument with the donkey about who had the larger cock. Who won? He won, so they sacrificed the donkey to him. 
Oh. Well, that's one version of the story. Uh, the other version is that Priapus uh, was basically going to rape a woman when a donkey woke woke her up, and so he beat the donkey to de- death with his uh, giant phallus. Oh, poor donkey. Also, it's amazing you could beat someone to death with a giant phallus. It's in his head, B. We've all got one. Hadn't that place been condemned? Not yet. I swear, like, that that fleece or shirt or whatever Tim Beyond that's wearing, it's, like, 12 times too big for him. He looks like a little boy wearing his dad's top. Right, here we go. It's the memory palace. My warehouse was washed away in a flood about 10 years ago. It's gone now. I didn't know they had enough beer in Maine for a flood. Oh. Hey. Huh? Hey, hey. Jonesy. If that's really <laughs> At least Jonesy has, has enough uh, class to put his beer in a glass, in a mug. He's a classy dude. How do you um, uh, sort out your memory warehouse, Matt? Is it alphabetized or is it chronological? <laughs> 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 well, we all have a memory warehouse. Sherlock has a memory palace. Yes. I have a memory shed. <laughs> oh, don't tell me you threw away the lyrics to Blue Bayou. No. No, if I really can let go of something, I'd sneak you back it's, to an office. See, it's all metaphorical. All my secret stuff. But I, I never get why... This Roy Orbison song means so much in this film because it, it was even featured in the film's original ending, which we'll get to later. But I can't remember if it was in the book or not because I have read the book. But it's just like it's such a, a random song. Oh, he's got a special section all his own on the third level. Can't stop thinking about the duds lately. How about you guys? Canadian club duds. It's this place. He's all around here, even though he's never been here. This is our 20th year coming out here to hole in the wall. And fuck me, Freddy, here's to 20 more. Yeah. 20 more. Yeah, here's it's too big for him. Pete's got his drink in a, in a glass as well. Wish well, he, he switched to bourbon. To the duds. Um, or not, maybe not bourbon, but whiskey. Well, he's uh, meant to be an alcoholic as well. Is he? Yes. So, like... I can't remember why, because there's a reason Beaver always has a toothpick in his mouth, because it's something like a a coping thing, I think, because he was addicted to something, and then the toothpick's like his his crutch. I can't remember. I read the book like years ago, and amazingly, the book makes even less sense than the film. Well, this is where we get to stand by me. I was gonna say it, the idea of you know um, adults and their younger selves. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. I love that they gave the kid playing Little Beaver the glasses, because they're like, that's how you know who it is. Must belong to one of those kids from the Retard Academy, you think? And of course, the guy playing Little Timothy Oliphant is from The X-Files. Is he? Yeah, he was in a couple of episodes. He was in the episode Conduit, uh, one of our favourite episodes, which was like episode... Four, I think, in season one. Mm. Maybe episode three. Him to make him eat this dog, so then he can go. You go now, unless you want half. 
Take a hike, girls, while you have the She's chance. so weird. These are like the typical Stephen King wife. bullies that he writes in every single thing. Yes. They have no depth. They're just bullies. And they're trying to feed, like, dog shit to this kid. But they, you know, they have no... They're just bullies. That's all they are. And they appear in every single one of his stories. Like, the same characters pop up all the time. Get ready, Pete. Give the word, Henry. Pete can fly. When you come for us, all we have to do is get in your way. <laughs> I can't catch that little dick. You know who that is? It's Pete Moore. Oh, holy shit. Pete Moore. No Pete Moore? Catch him. I remember there's a line I really like, like in this book for some reason. I just like it where he's like, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell the world. <laughs> it's just no, so ridiculous. <laughs> then why are you asking for trouble? Is this worth getting the crap bean out of you for? I mean, look at this moron. He likes this. He's getting attention. How do you know yeah. he likes? Yeah. That's so gross. Come on. Come on, you dickweeds. In fact, there's even a, um, a scene in yes! It. Yes! Where the bullies are picking on the little black kid, and the other kids yeah. come to his rescue and fend them off with rocks. Yeah, with rocks, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that adaptation of it next year. I really want to see what they do with it. That blonde kid has Evan Peters' face. Let's <laughs> go. He should give it back. <laughs> That kid, right there. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and also, why did these bullies strip him to feed him dog shit? Like, that's weird. I don't know. There's something weirder going on. And, and, yeah, they were bullies, but they didn't seem so unhinged that they would strip a mentally challenged boy down to his underpants and feed him shit. Like, they, yeah. they didn't really seem that unhinged. And this is like one of the other things, like with this character Duddits. I mean, it's it's kind of it, it's terrible anyway. This character, but it's that whole thing of where he's obviously a mentally challenged character, but it's like what is actually wrong with him? Because he kind of shows bits of being autistic, and he's at some points he almost seems like he's got Down syndrome or something. Like the Wasn't way he's he an alien or something. Well, spoilers, he's like a secret Pokemon alien, yes. But, I mean, we don't know that at this point. We just know he's obsessed with Scooby-Doo and can't say certain consonants. He says, ooby ooby doo Ooby ooby doo where are you? We have some earth to do now. We have some earth to do now. We have some earth to do now. Okay. I got it. But also, he has an Earth mother. He has a mother that we meet later. So, did she give birth to an alien, or did she find him in a field like Superman? See, aliens and humans can't mate um, without adverse side effects. Oh, no! That's really sad. So, hence... Stand right here, Duddits. Right here with Scooby, okay? (laughs) Oh, I like his little... We need, like, an infograph. Human plus alien equals Duddits. (laughs) <laughs> so you really don't need duddits in this Jesus movie. Christ bananas. But he's no way is that teenage What it's all about. Maybe your grandmother. Get going, Beef. 
Oh my god, we came all the way here just for that. No. That kid is the worst actor out Which of all. Young Timothy Oliphant. He's terrible. I thought he was uh, X-Files kid. Oh yeah, he's still a terrible actor. Goslin's Market. Owned by Mark Paul Goslin from Saved by the Bell. Or was he Gosler? I can't remember. I think he's Gosler. Oh. No, my joke doesn't work. I'm hanging my head in shame. (laughs) (laughs) Weather moving in. Double storm. Alberta Clipper first, maybe eight inches. I like Thomas Jane. I wish he was in more stuff. I know. I like the fact that when he was interviewed on The Nerdist, he turned up and he wasn't wearing any shoes or socks. And he just had a random kitten on his shoulder that he found. And he was like, I'm going to keep this kitten. He seems like a very chilled out guy. He's just like, I don't feel like wearing shoes today, and I'm going to carry this kitten around on my shoulder. He was in a short film called The World's Biggest Asshole. (laughs) Was that his role? He was playing Coleman Sweeney. When Coleman Sweeney, a self-centered, uncaring, aggravating, nihilistic, and slightly sadistic man, suddenly dies, his good side finally shows to everyone's surprise. Narrated by Will Arnett. Wow. (laughs) This is a weird shot in a minute. When there's like a little snowflake lands on Jason Lee's glasses, and I remember when it lands, it goes... Like, you start to get some very weird sound effects in this film. Like, you get full-on Star Wars sound effects later, as you'll discover. The deer's suddenly going to become duddits. Oh, no. No, it's this dude. (laughs) (laughs) It became duddits. (laughs) The deer's just in his underpants. Oh no! Do you mean Duddits is a where dear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy, fella. Easy. You're okay. You're alright. God. Damien Lewis is creepy right there. Oh, he's he's creepy anyway. <laughs> I'm lost. Like in this film. Let's get you inside. He's just like he's looking at him. He's like, I was gonna catch a deer, but now I've caught you. Mm, dinner's on. <laughs> Forget venison. Well, you don't just like. Here, let me get shoot. There. I mean, you. Are they supposed to kill the deer and feed themselves on this very trip? I thought the idea is like you take the kill back to like your home and then you... Our damn cell phones are on the uh, Maybe, I don't know. Jason Lee was cooking earlier, wasn't he? But I don't know what he was cooking. car will be back soon. I didn't think I'd make it. I lost the folks I was with. Why are you undressing him? You saved me, that's for sure. What's that? It's a dream catcher. Uh, Indian charm. 
Probably takes a lot of work to uh, butcher an animal the size of a deer. Yeah. And then they would have to have means of transporting the meat, right? Or would they just pack it in what? snow? Oh, probably back inside. Well, I don't get why Damien Lewis is undressing this guy. What is the obsession with undressing people in this film? Like, I'm sure this guy can do it himself. Yeah. Like, this scene could go a very different way. Like, if you had this, that, that scene muted fuck. and you had, like, sinister music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very creepy. I suppose if, if he couldn't breathe, he was having trouble, you know, breathing, you would remove... I know what you're thinking. Move his, thinking that anyone I don't know, poncho and hood. I guess. In the real world, this shit never passes my lips till after five, and if it ever does, buddy, I'm on the wagon for life. Glad to hear it, Pete. What's the matter with you? About six months ago, the day Jonesy got hit, I did something terrible with the patient. I humiliated him, drove him out yeah. of the office. Yeah, so we find out the guy he fat-shamed at the start went home and a couple days ago, died, ate himself to death, because Thomas Jane fat-shamed him. Mind if I don't use that story next time I'm trying to sell him last night? Henry. What did he say, settle my what? Long before this porker tried to munch his way to Who, his Pete? Thanks, Pete. Yeah. So remind me not to use that story the next time I'm trying to sell a Mustang. Ah. There you go, Rick, buddy. I thought he said settle my stank. I was like, I don't know what that... <laughs> it could be just one of them Stephen King catchphrases. Jesus Christ, banana, some fucker this is turning into. We got two of them right there. <laughs> yep. Thanks a lot, Pete. Yeah, I think I got it all. What happened to you? Jason Lee's like doing one per sentence, pretty much. Oh. Hi. Joe Clarendon. Call me Beaver. Ew. Look how awful and, uh, he looks. Welcome. I would not be shaking that guy's hand. I'm no. sorry. Just, it would be all clammy and gross. Ugh. Allergy. Yeah. Uh, grilled cheese, anyone? Well, this soup's fine for me, thanks. So well, I wonder why they they here. choose like winter to go their little cabin. My mother. Used I don't know. To pea soup Maybe it's it's Christmassy. Feeling... <laughs> From a story point of view, obviously it's. I've heard so yeah. They get more, uh, you know, more isolation, you know, like, cuts them off a bit more than if it was in the summer. Oh, there's our oh first part of the movie. Oh my god, that's awful. I'm so sorry. Oh, Rick, buddy, don't worry about it. There's more room out than in anyway. What have you been eating? Woodchuck turrets? You know what I think? You need to lie down and take you a little nap. I wonder what it said on the call sheet for the audition for this role. Um, Come on. My hat. That's just. Now. <laughs> Come on. In here. Oh. No. no. Thank you. No. Your Don't bed. put him in your bed. No. When he's like. Farting and burping oh, and just, just gonna leave sweating all over the place. And, oh. oh, it's so gross. By the way, is the third door to your left. If you go in the first, then you'll be taking a shit in the linen closet. If you need anything, we're outside. It's just weird that they would do this, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I oh. guess they 
They feel that he's ill and they're going to tend to him while they get help. But it's not coming. Yeah, they still have time to get him into town. It's not that bad right now. Hey, want to hear something that'll freak you out more? Not really. This happens on soap operas a lot when you have a character who's like pregnant or has some sort of medical complication. It's like, well, this is a good time to go to the, the cabin during inclement weather. So we get stranded, and no one can come rescue us? Yeah, let's go. Sure. I can't actually remember where these guys are going. I think they're going to, like, town to get supplies or something. I can't remember. This is making me feel quite Christmassy, Matt. Better get a run at it. All the Christmas trees Happy coming Happy holidays! <laughs> Happy holidays! Merry Christmas, everyone! From Stephen King. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Shit. Pause it. What the hell? What the uh. Oh no. Whoa. Crash. Maybe should have been speeding down that snow road. Just saying, to Oh. Now they don't have transportation out of there. And look, how are they driving on the snow in the first place with those tires? I'm just saying. <laughs> That wasn't even a road, that was solid snow. You just, do you need chains? Okay? Is that what people no, Yes, so. Really. Otherwise, wouldn't the wheels just go oh, on the snow? Um, we need our Canadian friends to tell us. Well, I mean, I used to drive in snow, and it was easier than driving when the road was icy. Oh, okay. So... But I know you got to have chains on your tires if... Uh, you're driving in heavy snow, I guess. Yeah, because you're going to need some friction. <laughs> Too many of the fans so drunk, you don't care. <laughs> How's your leg? Well, it ain't broken. It's just locked up as all. Oh yeah, the guy in the. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, so even when he's just doodling, he's writing like duddits and smelly stuff belly stuff all over again. Smelly, smelly belly parts. Smelly belly parts. Suppose he got exposed to radiation. <laughs> I saw that once in a movie. Guy ended up bald as Telly. What's his fuck? This guy's got plenty of hair. I'll be damned if that red. This is gross. Don't use your finger in the peanut butter, Jason Lee. <laughs> And then put it back in. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> no! Peanut butter calms me down. Somebody else might want to use that jar. I'll leave some. Beaver. Beaver. Oh, look, at all the, look at all the animals. Mm-hmm. It's a circle of life. Haven't you seen enough movies to know that when animals run a certain direction, that means something's coming? Exactly. They're running from something. Especially Aww. when you have predator and prey side by side. Yeah. <laughs> Little bunnies and wolves in the same space. I grew up on Disney movies. All animals are friends. Uh. It's man that's the enemy. Haven't you seen Bambi? Here we come, ma'am. Don't be startled. Yes, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's terrible. Just the bit where his dad's like, your mother can't be with you anymore. Oh. It's like, oh, well, my, there goes my childhood. Forget it. H. She's I... gone. I see. Hello? Why are you getting your, your face so close to. Ma'am? Can you hear me? Are you okay? Can you hear me? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if maybe that's how they say hello around here. Listen, waka waka. Miss Roadkill. You almost got us dead. Say something. I have to find Rick. Okay. Rick. Yep. Fuck me, Freddy. Jeez. I don't hear any of the other characters using quite as many Stephen King. Oh no, Jason Lee's like every every sentence, just like McCarthy's cheek. I never saw anything like this before. Even the bears look scared. Of what, man? And where are they all going? The bears. Even the bears look scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! I don't feel like they're appropriately awed by this. No. I don't think they're appropriately awed by anything in this film. This could be perfect. They can get Stinky to a hospital. Stinky! Hey, you guys! Hey! <laughs> we need some help! Got a sick guy inside! This area is under temporary quarantine. You must stay where you are. What do you mean quarantine? We got a sick guy down here! Take your toothpick yeah, out of your mouth, Jason Lee, and maybe they'll hear you. You're yelling with a toothpick in your mouth. I don't don't wave like that. Wave like come toward me. Oh, he's like there's this, the eyebrows. This, yeah. Oh, and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> this area is under quarantine. What do you mean quarantine? We have a sick guy in here. Yes, you quarantine places when you have sick people. <laughs> I do not understand why they decided to give Morgan Freeman fake eyebrows in this I film. Asked you, buddy. Like, I'm it, I, it relates to the film in no way. I, I don't understand. Does Beaver have, like, a toothpick issue in the book? Um, I can't remember. Oh, the only thing I remember about the book is it made less sense in the movie. Um, I read it because I was hoping it would explain the movie, and it didn't. And I think it ends with some kind of big psychic battle between... Henry and Duddits and Mr. Grey, the alien. So it's like more of a psychic battle than... I think I can manage that. Sort of like in It, it's, you know, it's like a... Now, Pete, you rather than a physical battle. Don't go back to the car for beer. Sort of what Stay happens with in her. this. Keep her warm. Right hand of God, Dr. D. Henry! If we die before you get back, I promise you'll tell everybody she wasn't my date. Tell me, Jonesy, I don't like this. Me neither. I don't like this at all. This is turning into a double fuckero. A real double Oh, what? Not a double fuckero. Yeah. Uh oh. (sighs) 
You know, if you have a, a fuck a row and a double fuck a row combined, make a fuck a palooza. Ooh. Mm. Or a fuck you copia. <laughs> fuck. That's when you have different kinds of fuck a rows and fuck a rees and fuck a rise. And fuck a fuck a fuck a runs, fuck a rins. I don't know. <laughs> See, this is where I would be out the door. I'd be like, I don't want to see where all that blood came from. Um, Goodbye. And also, I'd be like, and I'm never sleeping in that bed ever again. Later day, later days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote Brad Couples and say I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Yes. Okay. Well, don't go in there. I wouldn't go in there. No. I might go as far as the bedroom to see if the guy was all right. But I don't think I would. Rick, you okay? Uh, I don't think I got that. Well, they don't know that they're in a horror movie, and I, and again, it it really annoys me when characters in movies don't know that they're characters in movies, and when characters on TV shows don't know that they're characters on TV shows. Yeah, I agreed. It's like, it's like, what are you doing? Let's do it. I'm not all that absolutely positive. I want to go in there. And this, I remember this moment being in the trailers and me and my friend thinking, oh, this film is awesome. Like, it looks so gross. Yeah. Well, it is it's gross. Just, I mean, it is, yeah, it is gross. It's just it's super dumb as well. Yeah. Oh, hold it. What if we just bounce off? Wait, no bounce, no play. Right. What if we just bounce off? What's that mean? Uh, uh, what? I cuffed the door? Like, and yeah. Because <laughs> the door's made of blubber. <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't use your shoulder, you use your foot. Exactly. You kick the door down, dummies. Oh, Ew. Oh, Ew. Fuck! I don't want to see this, Jonesy. Man, I can't we'll leave. See Shut up, man. <laughs> so, Rick, walk is he still away. Where's the best the best bit when they, they oh, push man. him forward? Jonesy, if he can still do that, he must be alive. I mean, come on. Rick, can you hear me? Uh, no, you lose your bowels. Oh, don't shit, you lose your bowels when you die? Exactly. Yeah. Run out of the fucking house exactly. immediately. No, no, no. <laughs> I like Jason. He's like, no, like, no. There is something swimming around in the toilet. <laughs> No. <laughs> See, even I wouldn't even get a toothpick out of my pocket and have it in the air in that room and then put it in no, my mouth. No, no. Let alone what he does in a minute. <sighs> There's 12 of them. <laughs> No. <laughs> One of us is gonna go out to the shed. One of us, no way! Shut up and listen! There's friction tape out there, isn't there? You're gonna go out. Get Forget it, about taping it! it Run! I don't! You get the tape, Jonesy! Clarence is really <laughs> scary and gross. You're faster than me, you get the tape also. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if it does that, you can't fight it, not with your hip. I've seen too many more films. Oh my god! God damn it, go! I just love that it's like he's on a. He's on a fucking bronco. Oh. Yeah. Beef? Yeah? Sit tight, buddy. Okay. 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 Damien Lewis, you're gonna feel really guilty after your friend is dead. Oh, yeah. That you left him there. No. 
No. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's no blood on that. That is a no. bathroom floor. No. No. Just, no. no. David. You may as well. You may as well pick up from the bloody ones, David. Okay. <laughs> if there's a thing, uh, I can't even. Gonna, I think gonna... it must have been Stephen King writing it when he was like dosed up on morphine, and he was having like like a fever dream about Alien, and then that's where it came from, like the whole chest burst. But he's like, "What's even better than that? It bursts out of your butt." I'm a genius. It's reverse bad law where they go up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> This is gross. I'm going to turn my gaze from the TV and look at the computer screen and go to Petco.com and buy some cat food. <laughs> okay. No, don't reach for that. You don't Jonesy. need a toothpick that much. Come in, Jonesy! Hehe. <laughs> Stop rocking back and forth. If you need a tooth that much, like, why not, like, chew on your glasses or something? Do you know what I mean? God. It's so dumb. Find the damn tape! Don't do it. See, I took one of those, um, if you were a character in a horror movie films, would you survive <laughs> quizzes? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. According to my oh. profile, I would be the asshole character that everybody hates, uh, that the audience would cheer. Uh. Oh, that's sad. Oh, it was Crouch. It did bite his bag, look. He told, he told it to bite his bag, it did. No, no. Well, you gonna go back for your toothpaste? Those aren't going back to my face. Oh. That came out of someone's ass. Yeah. Oh, is he paralyzed now? Oh, we just lost fingers. Okay, fingers. Yeah. It's being attacked by a giant vagina weasel. See this? Bits like this where he puts like the little muffin smell is like slapstick, do you know what I mean? It's like, what tone is this film going for? Uh oh! Good boy! <laughs> Oh, he's gonna save his friend. Yeah. I'm wrestling a giant snake of some sort. Don't stand there and say goodbye to your friend. Bye. Yeah. Um. Go. Oh my god, he's so cute with the little feet. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, look at my teeth. Oh, that's too- Oh, he's hungry already? 
I don't get why it kills them because the whole idea is they want to possess someone. So yeah. why not possess Beaver? I you know because when it attacked Beaver, it didn't necessarily know that Jonesy was there as well. But the whole idea is it want they want it wants to possess someone. So I it don't also... understand it because then they possess. Jonesy, who's the weakest physically because he's got his limp. It just it makes no sense. Well actually you did because you You left him yeah. in there. <laughs> exactly. Run! Don't just stand there. I guess now he f feels like it's gone, or... What is this? What is this expression? <laughs> what is this? Know. It's kind of like fear and joy. <laughs> oh, it's just... I like how it leaves a little slime trail. I know. <laughs> oh, because he, um... He's seeing the, the big guy. The big grey. I don't get the life cycle of these aliens, because... I don't know if these little snake ones grow into the big greys, or... No, they don't, because the big greys explode and leave the red stuff on people, who then grow one of the little snake weasels. And they're so... they're very so, large. So... yeah. They have beautiful green eyes, though. Oh, no, actually, I think... I think it's that they are larger versions of the, the shit weasels, but they appear like that to humans because humans are used to seeing like the grey alien look. Do you know what I mean? That's how they appear to humans. Yes, but then they also turn. I'm sure into it's something like that. Because mist. yeah, look. Then oh yeah, okay, giant, okay. Then it's a giant thing. Yeah, because also there's a bit later where the aliens are like talking to the humans. They're asking for help and they're saying, "Help us! Help us!" And in the book. They were using the voices of celebrities, which would have been amazing if they did it in the film. So they were saying that they could hear, like, Brad Pitt's voice going, Hey, help us, we're innocent! <laughs> like, there's, like, all these celebrity voices. I'd okay, that would have been that. super kooky. Yeah. And this is when it becomes a different film, because it's been one film up to now, and this is where it changes into eyebrows, the movie. One would say this is where it might get interesting. See? Eyebrows! Look at them! Look at those beautiful oh. eyebrows. It's, they have to be large so that they can catch little snowflakes on them. <laughs> I think the eyebrows are made of snowflakes. <laughs> why? Why did they... Why? Why was this a choice? Oh, I have so many questions about this movie. I would love to sit down with people and ask it. Like, what did Morgan Freeman say when the makeup the person glued those to his face? Abroad in the alien movies. We're eradicating the animals as they flee the blue zone. And the populace? Oh, look, there's a little the reference to it. There's a little sign of all saying dairy. Train them until we can figure this out. And Owen, this time the ETs belong to you. That's right, Bucko. You'll be Blue Boy Leader. Finally. 
How many left? About a hundred. Yeah. Not nearly enough for a serious incursion. My guess is it's a crash landing. They never picked terrain like this before. Or cold weather. What's your call? The biggest threat is them getting out of our net. I love that he calls Very everyone Bucko as well. I well, because it's a Stephen King thing. Bucko. And I think I in this he's called Colonel Curtis. And in the book he was called Colonel Kurtz as a reference to Apocalypse Now. Using the standard grey boy look. But they thought it was obviously a bit too on the nose, so they changed it in the movie. They project what they think we want to see. But I've had a look at the real thing, and believe me, Bucko, you wouldn't want it marrying your sister. There's a difference of opinion about the Ripley. Really? Who has an opinion? Who do you think? I love the eyebrows. General Matheson. Three star. General Matheson. I think they're beautiful. When did you see them? They called me in yesterday. I see. And what is the vaunted opinion of those enlightened cocks? Talking about characters not reacting to any of the crazy stuff going on in this film, Tom Sizemore is the winner at this. He just, I just don't. I'm just here. It's like it's my job, but I don't really care. Yeah, like I just work here. Folks get over one of those puppies. Aliens. Theory they're working on. Whatever. Creatures will only grow in a small percentage of the exposed population. You like that theory, Bucko? Bucko. I think it's crap. Ugh, so I think it's crap. Been I think it's crap. And you had them in That's, your I think it's crap, sir. Thank you very much. To wander as they wish. Bucko. So if... I think we're the okay, page. the bucko thing... Guys, I like... Um, in the same yeah. I like Morgan Freeman's little John Waters and stuff. gets well. out of this pine tree paradise. Well, I just can't be allowed to do that. I've quarantined the entire area. Nothing leaves alive. Look at that screen they've got behind Morgan Freeman. I know, it's like a dream catcher. It's like a dream catcher. (laughs) That's what I thought when I saw it. Sir, I mean, boss. I know who you are, Maples. (laughs) Maples. When he said Maple, sir, I thought he said Maple Syrup. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, boss. Colonel Maple Syrup. Yes, boss. Is blue unit part of regular army? No, boss. Better, boss. How does blue unit operate? Under the radar. We do not salute. We do not display rank. We do not say sir. We are a force unto ourselves. Regular army compared to... Thought you were boring. Pussies, boss. Under what Mm -hmm. rules does blue unit operate? Rules of combat. That's right, laddie. 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 When a soldier disobeys a superior's orders, he puts everyone at risk. (laughs) And is to be punished immediately by appropriate command personnel. That's me. Capisce? I like his J. Jonah Jameson Good. haircut as well. You ask me uh. one simple question and you can buggy out of here. There's a lot going on with that look. There's a lot going on. You were on containment detail at 0600 this morning. They responded very quickly to this. Did you? Well, they say something like they've been dealing with these aliens for like 30 years or something. Still, the aliens could have come from, you know, they could land anywhere, right? So the, the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to set up a, you know, quarantine around Maine so quickly. For a fact, boss. Yeah. It's pretty uh, commendable. The U.S. U.S. Army for you, Matt. Can you raise your hand? Yes. And tell me honestly that you know this for a fact. Then do it, Maples. Swear on it. Scouts on it. Scouts on her. Stop! 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 Stop!
Wait, did you just shoot that guy's hand? Because yep. he lied to him. Well, you actually can't do that to <laughs> other people. You don't mess with Morgan Freeman. See, look, this bit is all handheld. Like he was spinning the camera, and it's so weird. Because when when we get later in the film, I think Lawrence Kasdan thinks he's still working on Star Wars because we honestly get Star Wars sound effects. And we get straight on Star Wars house. screen wipes. That I've not seen any film apart from Star Wars. A little? A star wipe? Yeah, you know, like when the screen's like, shoo, like yeah. goes across. It's like, is that about to happen? Uh, later in the film, it does. Yeah. It, it turns. Like, I honestly think he starts right having like, oh, I wish I was still directing Star Wars. Twenty-five years. Like Empire. It just reminds me of a uh, Simpsons episode where <laughs> Homer's like making a film or something and he's got these wipes in his little editing tool and Lisa says, Dad, there are other wipes besides star wipes. I have you. No. Take over for me tomorrow. What are you talking about, Ed? It's my last dance on now on you will lead the band. He gives him his like special John Wayne. That's right. He gave John Wayne Revolt. <laughs> now I'm Hey, I don't know how to. Well, let's not get all girly with each other, Bucko. Just tell me how we do it. We're going fast and hard. And how do we come out? Clean and smiling. That's also how Tom Sizemore does his sex life. Oh. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, I've been looking Honey, at the po- Posse Comitatus Act. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh. The, uh, it's basically legislation uh, in the United States. It says that the Army can't um, good idea. conduct any business on U.S. soil. Save your energy for those uh, okay. the, the Coast Guard can. The CIA can't. But the... Um, I don't believe the CIA is allowed to either. No, it, sh- it should be uh, the FBI. Yeah. So I learned that could, from watching uh, Covert uh, Affairs on well, USA you characters. Yeah. Pepper Parabo. <laughs> she and I went to the same university. Oh. Not at the same time though. Oh. I like Pepper Parabo. She's good people. So, oh no, this is where <laughs> this is where we might get off our first Star Wars. Sound effect in minute. Basically, it's when listen very closely when Jonesy puts up his hood. It's a straight-on Star Wars door noise. I don't know if he does it now. He definitely does it later. Ding. That's creepy. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> He's so jolly. <laughs> but presumably, you got here like on a spaceship. So that isn't that more fun than this? Than a snowmobile? One of those rare women. Who think? <laughs> I'd love it if he's just come to Earth to ride on a snowmobile. But if they can appear, if they can appear the way that they feel that humans would want to see them, 
Why would they ever be grays at all, rather than just people? Just in case I should, you know. I don't know. Kick the bucket out here. I have no idea. There are many questions. (laughs) Not that I think that's inevitable. I'm sure. This is this is uh, Timothy Oliphant's drunken monologue. They're my friends. It, it's basically all exposition. He's like, yeah, so these are my friends. And because when we were kids, we rescued this guy called Duddits, And Duddits was being bullied. And then we've all grown up and we've all got special powers. And I think Duddits might be an alien, by the way. It's like, why are you telling this woman all this stuff who's unconscious? You see the four of us. Best this we is very Tremors, isn't it? Under the, the under the... Uh-huh. Yeah. And our friend did as well. He's not yes, this is a very long monologue. One day, long time ago... This is time for another installment this. of our favorite recurring segment. Timothy yeah. Oliphant, good actor or bad actor? <laughs> See, I, I think he's good. Ability... I think he's, in my opinion, I think yeah. he is great in, in a few things. One of which that? being the terrible film Perfect Getaway. If you've seen that, I, he is like the best thing in that movie. <laughs> that's that's I knew you would. the one about. Wait, is um Lately, Thor in that one? I've been having this dream. And in the dream, yes, I, I think in a very small that. role. It's mainly. Timothy Oliphant, Mila Jovovich, and not from this planet. oh, what's I think his name? Steve Zahn. Guy who was in Steve Zahn, yeah. I was going to say guy who's in that film, Candy Cane. Even though it's not called that, I just remember them all saying Candy Cane in that film. Okay. Yeah, Steve Zahn, yeah. <laughs> it's like a serial killer, and he just rings up people and he goes, Candy Cane. So I always think of that film as cool, Candy Cane. Yeah, he's like, honestly, Timothy Oliphant is the best thing in that. We should be watching He's that, awesome, not this. Are uh, you not enjoying this film, Matt? Not questioning what galaxies... I gotta pee. I gotta pee. <laughs> I remember that line. I gotta pee. Oh. But you That's see him get bitten in his bag in a minute. Oh, no. Yeah. Bag. Everyone's getting bitten in their bag in this film. And he tr- and he decides to write duddits with his pee. Oh. <laughs> does. Men are the worst. Why? <laughs> Men are the worst. Us ladies don't do this. Lord, I will never drink again. See? That's the I, worst. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's gonna be making love to a lady ever again. That is like the worst. The literal worst. Mm-hmm. At least we where's get more uh, Timothy Oliphant in this film than, uh... Where's who? Oh, where's, uh, Thomas Jane? Oh, he's wandered off to find help. Oh. Just leave your drunk friend alone in the... Yeah. Peekaboo! <laughs> the, uh... Oh, again? He's like, again? Yeah, he's like, oh, come on. Yesterday, I want to call it quits. Throw in the towel, pull the plug, curtains. Today, you're begging, praying, a couple more hours. 
up more miles. Make up your mind. I was just reading about how Lawrence Kasdan said that this film basically ruined his reputation. Uh, yeah, he didn't do anything for years after this. What the hell? It's 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 fine. The direction's fine. It's not. Oh yeah, it's the script. So yeah, it's yeah, it's totally the script. And actually, the script is probably better, as you said, better than the book. You're not. But he also helped write the script. So, but even. I mean, even that, it's, as you said, it's probably an improvement over the book. Yeah. Yeah, the book is, is terrible. I mean, there are far more bad, bad Stephen King adaptations than good ones. And it's, I think it's kind of the thing where there's so many of his stories that you really don't need to adapt into film because they just won't work. But because of the Stephen King name, you know, particularly back in the day, they were just adapting everything of his. What was that, Mr. Jones? What did we just pass on the road there? Uh, are do you want a bit? Do you want a bit? Yes, I am. Mr. Um, Jones. Well, in the Jones. book, the alien speaks like a British, like BBC radio reporter. Like this journey. is the BBC, never and it's because of him. its you knowledge about Earth or something. So that's how we know when it's the alien. But I mean, it's like when Damien Lewis is doing this, I just think, how is he not thinking, what the fuck am I doing? But here's a bit of trivia: Damien Lewis based the voice of Mr. Gray on Malcolm McDowell. Okay. Why do you call me Mr. Gray? Ask out for Ishtagay. Ishtagay. Someone told you about me. Okay. Because he can't Never say his R's and well, his M's. Ishtagay. Well, surprisingly, you're able to keep a few things from me. I don't also, Danny Lewis is British. But his British accent sounds so fake. It does. And he actually is English. Yeah. Yeah. It's very... It's very thick. It's very put Weird. upon. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant's got dinner for tonight. He's like, oh, I'm going to eat this nice weasel that came out that woman's butt. Yeah, Pip-Pip Cheerio. <laughs> oh, Pip, Jesus. Motherfucker tried to bite my dick off, Jonesy. Always thought it'd be my ex-wife did that. Uh, let's get you to some help. Uh, oh, there is definitely... Can you still see the line, buddy? I think a Star Wars sound effect. I don't need damn line to get to Gosling's. I know that, but uh, if we didn't want to go to Gosling, how'd you get us out to 95? 95? Who gives a shit? I'm hurting here, Jonesy. Jonesy, I'm hurting here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you're not Jonesy. Wait a minute, you're not. Oh, shut up, Pete. You're too messed up to know what you're saying. Too late for that. <laughs> Pete, I need you to go to the snowmobile right now. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Pete. You sound like one of those James Bonds. This is something Bones. to do with a yeah. fucking eel, isn't it? <laughs> You're not. He's a Sith Lord. Stop it! Stop it! I'll get him to help. Pete, tell him what he wants to know. So weird. Yellow eyes. <laughs> Creepy smile. Now, Pete, which way to I ninety five? I need to go to Massachusetts. A lot of people for years wanted Damien Lewis to play Daredevil. Really? Just because he's a yeah, because he's a ginger. <laughs> and Daredevil's a ginger. Matt Murdock's a ginger. 
I just I cannot imagine. What is it. this? What is happening here with the finger? He's doing his little find your finger thing that he did with the woman's keys, where he kind of makes makes like a little Donnie Darko Darko gift sort of thing. Who told you that? It's like his magic power. Oh, it's and it's making cones in the spin space. <laughs> You're yep. gonna be a big help. Oh wait, wait, when he puts his hood up, listen. Total Star Wars! Whoa, sound that was, yeah, that's a lightsaber. That's the doors! Oh, that was a lightsaber. Doors. Eh, whatever. I was like, what what is happening? Why was getting Star Wars sound effects when he puts his hood up? Oh my god. Hello. Show's over out there, buddy. Buddy. Let me in. Let me in. What have you got in that part of your mind, Professor? I say, good well, chap. Here, Hello, you? let me in. This is how us Brits talk, don't you know? And who taught Pete that nifty trick? Nifty trick. I'm sure the answers are out there. Nifty trick. It'll just take me a while to find them. Well, so here's a question. The memory it. warehouse is in his mind, right? Right. It is his mind. Why is he? Why is he still limping? Why is he limping uh. in his mind? Because that's, you know, it's like phantom limbs and stuff. Like, you you carry the condition with you that you had previously. So, so in my, my memory warehouse, I, I'm asthmatic, so I get a bit puffed out carrying all those files around. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fact. Uh... No. Oh, the Dreamcatcher. It all must be taking place in a very short period of time because it's still light outside. Yeah, well, yeah. Cause and it would get dark early, day, too. The previous day is when Henry tried to... Um... No, that's weird because he said... Oh, I don't understand the time. I'd say it's got to be the same day. It is a very... Day. Yeah, but, it's a very short period of time. But you would think that it would get um, dark very early because it's winter. Mm. That is wacky. <laughs> it's something. Don't touch it. Don't be a molder. And put it in your mouth. Ugh, that's what Mulder would do. Don't get your face so close to gross things. To the stuff that looks like it's about to explode, yeah. Yes! What does he see? I think he sees dead Jason B. Oh. Oh no, not yet. Oh no, he does, look. There he is. There's his feet. Take a shot every time. But, like, he sees him. He doesn't see the dead guy next to him in the uh, bathtub with his ass in the air. Oh. So he... What is his special power? Like, precognition or something? He's got, he's, like, he, mind reading... He just yeah, saw the precognition. past. No, that's... He, he was... Oh, yeah, maybe it is the past, because he was able to tell the guy at the start, the one that he fat-shamed, what 
had happened to him previously. So maybe it is that. He's also sort of... I mean, they're all kind of telepathic as well. I think Beaver could sort of see the future. Oh, and this guy can sort of see the past. Yeah, I guess. And and, um, Pete can draw cones in the sky. Yeah. And find keys. That is... Okay, I would be out that fucking... Oh, yeah. I never would have gone in there. Actually. No! Oh, well, these are my eggs. No. Thank you. Do it. Oh, you missed. This is great. Oh, I know what happens. Asshole. It jumps oh. on the barrel of his gun and then he blows it out or something. No, I guess not. Um, I thought it did that. Maybe it does later. It well, I'm also sure there's a scene in this film that has happened already, but we haven't seen it. So maybe this is a cut that has some scenes missing. Oh, it could be. Maybe. I'll have to see it. I can't remember. That's a... I'm sure it happened What he's doing now? An excellent mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> uh, too late. They've already hatched and slithered, slithered away. That's a gross movie, Slither. This just reminds me of Gremlins. Nothing that, I, uh, nothing that hatches is ever good. No! Like, this is I'm where you run. Birds. you run. Run, run, run. Don't even run. bother stepping on run. 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 This just reminds me of a razor head, the little sperm things. Yeah. Run. 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 What do you, What do you th- What do you think? There's 43 of them. <laughs> Oh, one match. Dude, you can't pick up any from the floor, even though you're just standing there like an idiot. What do you you think you're going to accomplish, though? You kill them, so what? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're not going to uh, solve the problem here. Oh, look. And is this one where they all have, like, voices of celebrities? Help us! It's me, George Clooney! If I knew any impressions, I would be doing them now. They were my impressions, and they were terrible, so... I was like, what does Catherine Hepburn sound like? I can't... I can't... I used to be able to do a Catherine Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. Yeah, it's me, Catherine Hepburn! (laughs) (laughs) You got it! Is that? It's like she was in the room with us. <laughs> oh, this is the scene I was thinking of. I didn't realize it came this late in the in the film. Flashy back. We all made them in art, Duddy. I finished first, so I made one for you, Duds. Mine's deformed. I couldn't figure out the string. Eva, Annie, Omfi. I don't see. I don't like. That's right, my man. Seeing all these kids, like when they like their kids, now that I know they're gonna die in it. horrible ways. I got it. I got it. I just don't like this portrayal of this character. I think it's horrible. It's like Daddy Yokel. Where he can't he can't say consonants for some reason. Look, they're in Derry. 
Oh, and there's a missing girl. girl. This is where Pennywise the clown should show up. Tim Curry. Save the world some other Beep, beep, Daddits. Yeah, Dads, it's a mystery. And we need you to help us solve it. Yeah, float down here. Dads will read our minds. Mm -hmm. And in the book, they actually the find... Josie. They go to Josie, one of the locations Josie, from Josie. it, and they find a little sign saying Pennywise lives. Nice. In the book, I remember that, because I was like, oh, nice! That's all of which tapestry. Absolutely. One of my favorite moments from the Dark Tower series is when they end up in a parallel Earth. That's that was the place where the stand happened, and they see oh, all these nice. they see all these like posters and stuff for like Captain Trips and stuff. Yeah, I haven't read the Dark Tower yet. I really want to. You so this is where you gave them the should. You definitely should be before the movie comes out, and the movie will be totally different than the books because you can't because yeah. the books are unadaptable. One of my podcast ideas was going to be reading like an intro cast, but for the Dark Tower books, where I would read reread cool. them with people who were reading them for the first time, and we would get together like every couple chapters and talk about them. Cozy? That would be cool. I'd be up for that. That's right. Can you find okay. Cozy? Although I have no time to read at the moment. Yeah, and me neither. Look, this is this is the look the origin of his twirly finger. Look. Oh. Magic oh. Finger. Oh, I've got a magic finger, Governor. <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> Blimey, my finger, it's magic! <laughs> I went to see a play in London and there was a character who was going, Blimey! Like every <laughs> second. Blimey! What play was it? I don't remember. Do I don't remember. Uh, Blimey! This is completely crazy. Can say that again. I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. I didn't say anything. You said I said it with my mind. Crazy. I didn't say that. I thought it. I thought it. But kiss my bender. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. people's thoughts. We can't. Are you sure of that beef? Uh. It's the it's the Stephen King magical psychic child. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's in everything. Oh, I just dropped a bottle, sorry. Well, my cat's just reappeared. This is very standby me walking along the train tracks before kids. So I'm looking up the kid who plays Young hey Duddits here. She's down here for mm -hmm. sure. His name is Andrew Robb. Mm -hmm. He was Has in, he been in anything else? He was in I'm about to tell you. He was in a television series called Alienated, about a family who gets abducted <laughs> by aliens and then crazy things start to happen to them. <laughs> and then crazy things start to happen. But guess who plays the Josie. mom? Our good friend oh. Sarah Jane Redmond. AKA nice. Lucy Butler. I know yeah. it. Oh, awesome! Lucy Butler is Duddison's mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Have we, has he been in anything else? Uh, he was in a show called Edgemont, which is like a kind of like a Degrassi. It's a Canadian, a Canadian teen soap 
Kristen Crook from Smallville was in it for 70 episodes. Sadly, not Kristen Cloak. Uh, Grace Park from Battlestar Galactica was in it for 69 episodes. Oh. Yes, Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. So he was in that one for like 20 episodes. Oh, okay. So he's obviously Canadian. Obviously. Those crazy Canadians. He's not horrible in this film, it's just the character is horrible, you know? Oh! I think we found him on LinkedIn. How are we doing, really? Are you gonna friend him? Right here, boss. Fast and hard. Wouldn't have it any other way, blue boy. Find him on Facebook. Friend if, him. If, if this so we're talking is... about your film right now. <laughs> if, <laughs> if this is the same person. He went to the University of British Columbia. Okay. And he got his bachelor's degree in history honors. Uh, oh. Then he went to City University London. We studied London, law. UK, or yeah. London, Canada? Uh, London, UK. Oh. It must be London, UK. Wait, no, I guess it could be London, Ontario. Let's look it up. Nope, this is London, United Kingdom. This gives you an idea what we're up against. And he's currently an associate at JCW. I could have bumped into Douglas in London. He's still in London right now. He's currently an associate at JCW. Should I go and hunt him down? London's a small place. I know everyone in London. So he's he's doing some sort of legal services for uh, that law firm in London. Are you with me? Yes, go, go find him and draw little circles in the air. <laughs> I give him a Scooby Doo lunchbox and be like, please don't. I'll get him to autograph my DVD copy of Dream Catcher. This is a bit. They fly in, there's the alien ship, which makes me wonder how they keep all this hidden from the public. Um. And this is where the aliens, you see them, like, disguised as greys, like, waving their arms, being like, we're peaceful, we're peaceful. And then when they're threatened, they actually turn into the big worms, and they, you see, that's their real form. But in the books, they would, like, they, this is when they were doing celebrity voices. That is weird. That's creepy It would be so amazing if it was celebrity voices, though. It's like Sean Connery say, it's me, Sean Connery. <laughs> It's like he's in the room with us. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but how how would they keep this from the public? Well, the public right now they're in like a quarantine camp. No, I mean, if they've been doing this for 30 years, which is what oh. this film said, how are they keeping this from the public? Like, no, there's no way. Because this isn't like one crashed, you know, like Roswell, one crashed spaceship, no alien survivors, whatever. Whatever people believe. This is giant spaceship, government blowing it up. 
Well, were they doing this it. for 30 years, or did they just know about the aliens for well, 30 years? No, because, well, no, they said they were doing this because Morgan Freeman even says about this time that it's not that much of an issue. There's only about 100 of the aliens. So if this oh, isn't that, that much of a deal, they've done bigger stuff than this. Yeah, because he said to Tom Sizemore there was only a hundred, and Tom Sizemore looked too sad. I'm confused what's happening. They're just blowing it, blowing the spaceship, and then the spaceship blew itself up into red goo. So you know, like the goo that it turned into when Jonesy breathed it in. It's Is the spaceship a living ship? Maybe. Maybe it's Moya from Farscape. Farscape? I was going to say, a ship, a living ship. Full of strange alien life forms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full of muppets. <laughs> Josie, I've been I think this might be where we start getting our Star Wars screen our wipes. Buddy. For a long time I was thinking maybe he was sent to us to warn us about something. But I could never mm. figure what it was. Don't talk about him, Pete. This is re- a really good today. cab that I'm drinking. It was this, right now. Yeah, I'm drinking a cherry coke. He wanted to nice. And it is yummy. And oddly, I'm not that tired, even though I only got like four hours of sleep last night. Because I was up till two uh, in the morning watching Gilmore Girls. Nice. And you hate Lorelai now. I do. God, they, why did they turn her in such, into such a sourpuss? I have never seen Gilmore Girls, so I can't speak for this. I love Gilmore Girls. And everything else. This is a great line. He says, All right, Pete, I'll bite your bag and everything else. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Let's give let's give friend of the show Timothy Oliphant a clap. <sighs> we love you, Mr. Oliphant. Whether you're a good actor my... or a bad actor. One of my fears is, is being eaten. I think Christina Ricci has the same fear. I think she said once on a talk show that she, one of her fears is being eaten by a shark. Oh. You mean like... I could have made that up. Jaws? I've never seen Jaws. I think... Oh, he does the hood now again as well, and I think we get the sound effect again. Listen. I'm sure he does it now. Does he... You just want it to be so. I know. Wait. I do want it to Don't be so. Don't talk to him. Get out of there. Ah. What's up, fella? Thank God you came by, Governor. I broke down here in fear for my life. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. That's good looking dog. You've got Thank God you came by, <laughs> Governor. Blimey. Any chance you're going near there? I've just come here from old it's London wrong, Town. I was visiting Dick Whittington, uh, the mayor. It's not Ty Olson, is it? Oh, it might truck. be. Oh, I think it is. It's a Canadian it actor. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian actor? Yes, it is. He's the army truck driver. Yep. He's been in everything. Oh, hoodie. I see yep, did it again. Yep. Did it again. <laughs> I love it so I just want to put this out there. I'm a big Ty Olsen fan. Yeah, he's awesome. He was very underused in Supernatural when he was in it. Are we going to get a Star Wipe? Why did they decide to do a a sound effect when he does his hoodie? I don't understand. 
all you can eat. Eat all the red stuff. Good doggy. Yeah. I don't think. Good boy. I don't think a regular dog would eat that. Tasty. No. Tasty. Like a like a pet it's dog, and this is like feral. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be like no. I can't remember yeah, what what podcast I was on where we talked about these series of movies called Murder, She Baked. Oh, wow. They sound amazing. It was either on Idgitcast or Sue Watches Buffy. Okay. But Are she... those films as amazing as they sound? Well, I have no idea, but he, he plays the sheriff in two of them. Or Damien Lewis or Ty Olson? No, Ty Olson. Oh, okay. I don't care about Damien Lewis. <laughs> okay, so one is called Murder She Baked, a Peach Cobbler Mystery. And then we have Murder She Baked, a Deadly Recipe. A, a Murder She Baked, a Plum Pudding Murder Mystery. Murder She Baked, this, a chocolate chip amazing. cookie mystery. <laughs> I hope you've, you've um, recommended these to uh, Brad Couples. So, Murder She Baked, a chocolate chip cookie mystery, a baker in a small town, Minis- small town Minnesota turned amateur sleuth after finding her friend and delivery driver shot to death behind her shop. Wow. Chocolate chip mystery. I'll I'll po- I'll post them on the Ramjack group, and I will oh, say Ramjack, Ramjack, <laughs> Ramjack, Ramjack. <laughs> Ram, Ram, okay. I will say Ramjack, Ramjack. Please lend your expertise <sighs> by covering. The TV films Murder She Baked. I think I just about halted here. (laughs) Look! Did you see the screen wipe? No, I didn't! I missed it! I looked away! You missed it! I'm sure they do another one. This because they they don't do them all the way through the movie. They just start them at one point and it's like Lone's cast is like, eh! Star Wars, why not? Like it's so weird that they just suddenly start doing them. For no reason. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you when we're at my favourite moment of this film. I love Tom Sizemore. He doesn't emote at all. Like, he just looks at this guy. 
There's no Today. reason for him to be drawn Henry. to... Dr. Henry Devlin. To Henry. Good. We need doctors in there. Okay, well, he's not that kind of doctor. On, he's lady. the useless kind. I'll buy you a cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, sir. He's the fat-shaming kind. Boston. Beantown. Ah, oh, Beantown. Great city. Beantown. Beantown. Flashback, flashback, flashback. Maybe by morning. This would be a good time for a star wipe. Hurry up, Buckle. There will be one. I'm sure there's more than one. You see that crud on the faces of children? You know well, why? Who was that handsome gentleman? Like we had today. You were Star of 1994's The Punisher. <laughs> made me feel very proud. Abe. Abe, you okay? Abe. Yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. I must be getting too old for this shit. I don't know what the hell I'm that was. Too old for the shit. So this is where Morgan Freeman's like, we just need to destroy the, the entire site. But we don't know that. But they're still not like super panicking. This is why I don't get it. So I don't, I don't understand how they could have kept this secret from the public for so long. Three-star General Mapleton have been in my spot for the last quarter century. You'd have never made it to your first jerk off. Those great bastards and that weasels would have had you for lunch back in armpit Kentucky. Hey, some of them get better. Half of them, at least, will be over it. Which ones, Mother Teresa? Can you guarantee that they won't take it home with them like a present for the family? I'll tell you what you should be worried about. What should be on your mind. Not these few unfortunates. What you should be worried about is a hitchhiker. What? A hitchhiker. Did you hear as well what they call the aliens in this? What, what they call them Ripley's. Yeah. Ripley's, yeah. I was like, okay. It's very meta. Are you sure there isn't such a person? No, but I am sure that if there is one, it's not getting out of here. Not with the net my boys are throwing up around the blue zone. And if we do a thorough job on the ones we've got, we don't get all gooey about the little picture when our job is taking care of the big one. Capiche? I think maybe Morgan Freeman did this because he was like, fancy the idea of playing a villain. Those poor schmucks. Because he hasn't done that, like... You know, since kind of his breakout, like Shawshank, you know, like that was the start of him getting cast in the in the, king the wise mentor uh, roles, you know. This is a rather villainous turn for him, I suppose. It just turns my stomach. Yeah. But I'll do it. I'll do it because it needs to be done. My favourite performance by him, obviously, is in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> as as you, <laughs> I love that film. Yeah, it's up for them. Makes me proud to be English. <laughs> you drawing dream catchers? What are you going to tell Reed yeah. about what you did here, Owen? 
always. Have what you done a horror tarot card for this yet? Uh, no, and I will not. Oh, you should. Uh, well, I've just you know done another Stephen King one. I just did Carrie. I don't remember when we met, but uh, you know me. At the moment, I'm doing it Phantasm. I'm going to give it to you straight. You got two problems. I think I've got some other Stephen you know King ones one you don't. to come up. Right. I can't remember what. I'm not doing one for Dreamcatcher because I don't Curtis. consider this a horror it's movie. Insane. I consider it an unintentional you know, comedy. <laughs> now, he wants you to help him kill hundreds of innocent people. Talk about that later once we get out of here. This is like the weirdest relationship because Tom Sizemore was just like, oh yeah, we're going to trust you. And everything that Henry does is completely weird and Tom Sizemore never really reacts. He's just kind of like, well, okay then. General Matheson. Sometimes we have to kill. Like really, he would be arresting this guy for knowing way too much about this super secret U.S. project, you know? Your father was a great soldier. Those were his last words. You carry his picture with you always. <laughs> Tell me Did you know that. Hmm. You'll save these people. What has uh, uh, Tom Sizemore been in lately? You contact Matheson. I don't think he's been in anything in. apart from... Did didn't he have like a... Now comes a hard part. Like a he's had a lot of problem. problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Un- undefined problem. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't even know what the last thing he's been in. Well, I mean, he's basically. I mean, in this, he's not acting. He's he's got a ton of credits for 2016 and 2017. Really, a ton. Whoa, he's like in 40 things, including Twin Peaks, episode one of the new season. Wow! Oh, he's having his big comeback. I'm trying to think what his troubles oh, were. He's going to he, look. look at this. Credits are pretty amazing. Substance abuse and legal problems is on yeah, his Wikipedia page. No, he hasn't stopped him from working. Well, it doesn't, does it? Methamphetamine was convicted of assault and battery against his girlfriend, had seven months in jail. Come on, come on. Uh, he was caught attempting to fake a urine test using a wizenator, which is my favourite name for an invention ever. <laughs> Sounds like something out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right, I do like the snow in this. It's very evocative. It's a, it's a good looking film. I mean, it looks really pretty. Yeah. It's very I want to believe ish. <laughs> We just need crazy, creepy Billy Connolly running around. Okay, Claire, I posted that uh, request of the Ramjack group. Nice! I like this guy, because he's kind of like the Harry Dean Stanton of this movie. He could have been played by Harry Dean Stanton, this old grumpy man. You read my mind and get out of the way. <laughs> I love that. That's nice. great. Hmm, touche. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, General Matheson. Who's General Matheson? So General Matheson is the guy that thinks that that Morgan Freeman is maybe a bit extreme. I don't know why. I... Um, I don't know. I've seen these aliens. He has extreme eyebrows. Have you seen his eyebrows? I've seen these aliens, and I say wipe... Wipe this state off the f- face of the oh, fucking earth. Well, yeah, that's what we're going to pretty much say. me in range of Jonesy. But, um... He... Look! There was another wipe! Did you see it? I don't... I like... It must have happened to you. keep missing the wipes. Oh. I am missing... The, I'm gonna... I'll go back and watch them when it's done. Um, but General Matheson's basically like, Oh, you're out of control. I'm taking over this operation. And we're gonna get rid of the aliens. Look! Did you see that one? No! They're like every few seconds now. Oh, Seriously, need to Can keep an eye. It's so weird. There won't be any more. There won't the, be the screen wipes. I think there is. I love this moment. Like you, it's a gift. I know. I know. Where's your mind, though? Pick up the phone. Call one. This is great. Call me. This is my favorite bit. It's so dumb. Is he calling him in his memory palace? Yep. And look, that literally calls him. Jonesy, Jesus Christ! I knew it was you. What's he taking? She's like, what the fuck? You're doing a photo on a gun. That is weird. Jonesy, I will. Hang in there, Jonesy. Jonesy. Okay. Did now? Did I miss? Hung up. He hung up. Give me back my gun. Give me back my gun. That is weird. Have to go to Derry. Is that where they're it's going? No, going toward what did you miss? What did you miss, Matt? Oh, did Mr. afraid of Duddits. Did what's his face there explain to Tom Sizemore that he has a psychic connection? I guess because he said to him, "Get me in range of Josie." <laughs> Josie, like he's a ratio. Twice. Twice. He came back from dead and must have changed him somehow. So the reason Jonesy is immune a bit to Mr. Grey is because he died and came back from the dead. Jonesy told me it was done. It drew him into the accident. If we catch him, we're going to have to kill him. You know we have to do it, don't you? Killing him's the only way to stop Mr. Grey, assuming we can catch him. Going staring. Beep, beep. Long time ago. I'm reading the connections to other Stephen King stories and what makes you so sure you can help? in a little Dreamcatcher wiki here. Oh, nice. And they mention uh, Pennywise Lives. I think it's always been true. Yeah. And that some of this novel takes place in Derry. Like what? Um, you know, weird. The line, Oh, lost, a stone arose and an unfound door appears in both Dreamcatcher and the Dark Tower. Oh, nice. Now, do you remember adults that it's in this film, Matt? Lizards, Lord, is out. Do you remember um, who plays it? Penny. Yes. Henny. Oh, it's so bad. I miss you, Henny. Also, if Daddit is an alien, why does he have leukemia? <laughs> because he's like, the spawn of an alien and a human. You explain that. <laughs> is he? But is he pretending to be a child, or is he pretending to be a human, or is he in a human? Why is he obsessed with Scooby-Doo? 
I'm going to let uh, you take you. Did that woman have sex with an alien? How did that happen? I don't (laughs) don't even get it. She seems to know he's an alien because she sends him off on his way and he's like, okay, bye. Excited. Go and save the world. Like he hasn't been in school. Go to school. Take your lunchbox. So weird. So are there good aliens? Are they all bad? I think think Duddits is a good alien and the others are bad aliens. Instead of in this awful room. I like that he's got a copy of Operation in his cupboard there. This seems like a good time just to quickly go use the restroom. <laughs> I don't think anything's happening here. <laughs> okay, I will, I will talk the, the listeners through it. Yes, talk them through So, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg is playing a magical, mentally challenged, maybe Down syndrome, maybe autistic guy? Uh... It's terrible. So his mum knows that he's an alien. And she says goodbye to him. So is he actually her son? Or... I don't know. And this is a weird shot. We get a little x-ray shot of the gun. To show it's got a tracking device in it. Which just seems like it was put in there... So you would know why Morgan Freeman is able to find right, Tom Sizemore later. I haven't gotten up enough courage to take over my trailer. Not yet, anyway. What do we got? We're on the move again, boss. Leaving Dairy Main, heading south again on 95 toward Massachusetts. Massachusetts, eh? Stay with it, Bucko. Bucko! General Matheson, come in, please. This is very nice, eh? Been home through some rough times. This guy who plays Matheson has been in loads of stuff, but I don't know what. So I'm going to see if Matt recognizes him. Um, who's Matheson? This guy here? (laughs) With the beret? Yeah. Yeah. May I call you Herman? We may not agree on all of the strategic... I definitely recognize him. I think maybe he's been in the X-Files, because right. if he's a Canadian actor, I mean... Oh, well, by law, you have to be. Exactly. <laughs> Even I don't trust my judgment anymore. I need him to talk. Oh, yeah. My techies tell me that we're still getting some electronics... Yeah, I know that voice. I just don't know the actor. Yes, yes. Um, hold on. It's Michael O'Neill. I don't know if you've ever met Barbara. He's got an amazing tash. He's been in eight episodes of Bates Motel. If that's Um, that will be fine. He played Secret Service agent Ron Butterfield in The West Wing. Sixteen episodes. Oh, I never watched The West Wing. Oh, The West Wing is so good. He was on Millennium. Ooh, what episode, was the episode Which episode? The, the episode Covenant. Uh, I don't remember that episode. He must have been in X-Files then as well. Yes, he was in one episode of the X-Files. He was in Drive. Oh, well that episode's awesome. That's the one with Brian Cranston's exploding brain. Yes. Oh, nice. Are we going to hear the hood again? 
See, and now, in between scenes, there's no screen wipes. They appear for mouth. no reason. Maybe you shouldn't have been so fast to kill that there's no, there's no yeah, rhyme or reason to them. It's so strange. Oh, you have no idea, Jonesy. <laughs> Tell me how you like this. Maybe you shouldn't have been so fast to kill that trooper. <laughs> Not bad, eh? <laughs> hey, governor. It's strange that he has to vocalize his conversation with the person in his head. He's in a police car now. I know. Can you see where they are now? So weird. And I remember there's a scene in the book where Mr. Gray starts becoming more human because of Jonesy, and there's one scene where he, like, samples bacon, and that's to show it's because Jonesy's craving bacon, and it's to show he's starting to get more human. human. Yeah, it's weird. Mr. Gay? Mr. So, Mr. Gay. You already that's what it sounded like. So, wait. What did I miss? Like, why are they taking Duddits? What do they think he's going to do? I don't know, because they think he's some kind of magical alien being. They don't know that he is, but he gave them magic powers, so they're taking him. Did they you... don't explain it. And then, no. like, like Tom Sizemore's just gone along with it. He's like, okay, sure. Crazy person who takes phone calls on guns. Why not? They think that he can, like, defeat... Okay. Okay, well, well, this guy's gonna today. defeat the aliens. Yeah. This sick little <laughs> mentally challenged... <laughs> Walberg is gonna <laughs> defeat the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Scooby-dooby-doo, or I should say, ubi ubi oo Where are oo? We have some book to oo out. <laughs> As he says it. One worm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing oh because there's a Facebook group what that I'm in for um Baker, Kevin, I for the town that I live adjacent to, Mr. and mm-hmm. someone posted, Benicia mourns the passing of Fidel Castro at a candlelight vigil at dark this evening at Starbucks, 7 p.m., <laughs> and people what? are freaking out. <laughs> That's funny. You're doing great, buddy. Now, are you ready to try something hard? I want to ask you something hard. Yes, Annie. Okay. That's so funny. God. The people in that group are Can nuts. You talk to my friend freaked out at. Uh, my friend at work today freaked out that Fidel Castro um, died because he dressed as him for Halloween. Oh, so if he dresses up, have him dress up as Donald Trump next year. <laughs> oh, I know. If that's uh, his superpower. This is such a long-winded way of doing it. Like. So he's basically he's got wrong. infected the dog, Wait. so the dog will produce a a ship weasel, and then the ship weasel will go in the water and infect the whole of the waterboard. Where why doesn't he just go? The alien leaves his body and does that. Why do they have to have the dog? Why why that extra step? Daddins didn't bother to tell you what job he had in mind. Because you gotta put your your shit weasels in your dogs. But he is a shit weasel. His little scheme didn't work. Um, He's a a giant shit weasel. He's a giant shit weasel. And then he exploded and went into Jonesy. But, like, the fungus, as we've seen, is enough to infect people, the red fungus. So why doesn't he just jump in the water himself? Or leave Jonesy's body and infect the water that way. Well, then wouldn't he we... die if he's in the water? Um, yeah, but I mean, it could be like he's like a suicide bomber. Like, why not? Mm, he's probably trying to live. 
Mm. I'm really confused about the connection between the shit weasels, the eggs, the gray, and the mist, oh, and the fungus. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. The one thing you did miss was, you know the special um, John Wayne gun that uh, Morgan Freeman's eyebrows gave to Tom Sizemore? Uh, there's a tracking device in that, so now Morgan Freeman is tracking from Tom Sizemore. Oh. Did you see the screen wipe? You keep missing them! Um... Another one randomly. It, it must have happened so quickly. I just, it, I didn't. My eyes didn't pick up on it. <laughs> Punch it, dude! Don't be a pussy. Thank you, Gary Johnson. That's <laughs> the good word. <laughs> Hello, Governor. I'm Hello, to Governor. Infect the water supply, I am. Oh, up water. the old apples and pears. Give me a cup of Rosie Lee, Governor. That would be what we call that, Cockney rhyming slang. I was going to say, is that Cockney rhyming slang? It is. Apples and pears, stairs. Cup of Rosie, Rosie Lee tea. I don't like he calls the calls the dog Bambino. Bambino. And that is the fakiest fakie dog ever. Look at it. It's, it's like large. a it's like a toy you would um, get at the fun fair. Yes. <laughs> this is such a stupid plan. He's like, oh no, it's locked. <gasps> this government why is this government building locked? Oh, I'm a terrible alien. Um, I really feel like they could have, they had landed over a major city. Mm-hmm. They could have spread their infection a lot, lot faster. Oh, yeah. They came to the wilderness, so. Yep, yep. They're the dumbest aliens ever. They're really dumb. I mean, they. They didn't have a spaceship. I think you might have missed the screen wipes. I don't think there is any more. Well, I will go I back and feel, watch. I hope you feel sad. <laughs> I, I'm. I feel a little sad. I, I will go back and watch them. As soon as it's done, I will bring it up. And uh, you're going to go back and watch the entire film? Nope. I'm just going to go <laughs> to that last one before he gets to the water supply place. Okay. And I'm going to look for it. Stay here and take care of your friend. No Unless there's here. a video on like YouTube where it's like a, a comp- compilation of all screen wipes, screen wipes from Dreamcatcher. <laughs> I'm gonna it's in there. the screen wipes at the time Morgan Freeman says "bucko." No, there's not. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone ever wants to make that video. See, you did pick the physically weakest person to infect, you stupid alien. If you had picked old buff Jason Lee, he would have been able to do that. 
old bus he skateboarding would... recently. Oh, but he's so nerdy with his glasses and his toothpicks. Well, he can't possibly be strong. He wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. A nerdlinger. <laughs> I love this. Tom Sizemore's like, I'm going to shoot a helicopter with my pistol. What a genius. Just stand there? really confused what's going on at this point. Like, oh, I could follow the plot up to about here, but, but now I'm just like, I, I don't confused. know. So Tom Sizemore is on their side, because he thinks Morgan Freeman's crazy. But so I he's believes everything. With Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman wants to kill all the people that are infected. I agree. Which, yeah, okay because at the end of this, they managed to beat, spoilers, they managed to beat the main alien. But all those people are still infected. I mean, they haven't worked out how to cure them. Those people are still going to have to get, like, die, because there's no way to cure them. So, I agree. Morgan Freeman's hero of this movie. What is the incubation period of the ship results? I don't think it's that much. Maybe a day? Because they're all, I mean... Oh, no, it can't be a day, because it's in the dog already, so maybe... Plus, in the fat guy. Two hours? Oh, the so... fat guy, yeah. Weren't a lot of people infected at that camp? Yeah. Then both chip weasels popping out all over the place. Exactly. So they would have um, destroyed it by now. Well, either way, those people are going to die because they're either going to die by popping out chip weasels from their butts, or they're going to die because the military's going to kill them. So either way, they're dead because they can't, can't cure it. So... I love he managed to take down a helicopter with his handgun. That's amazing. Goodbye, eyebrows. Okay. So, just try, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't even. Okay. I don't even know what this is. What that is? What? Danny Wahlberg. Like, I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> what? But. Did you say what that is? <laughs> yeah. That's offensive. <laughs> okay, so the aliens come down. They spread their mist, which yeah, is like. Which is like which you infects know, people. Infects people. Who then they... grow shit weasels in their right. bowels and then shit them out. Which grow into which the greys. Grow into the greys, which then can explode into the red mist. mist which then infects people. Okay, well I mean I guess that makes a kind of sense. I guess. Except that they can also just possess people, too. Yep. Yep. Oh. So, why not just infect all... Why not just possess all the people as mist? And then take but the people... But also, the shit weasels can lay eggs. Right! That grow other shit weasels. Right, so... And they don't seem to have to mate to do that, because this shit weasel and the one at the house, they haven't mated with any other one. And they just lay eggs. So why do they have to do the mists at all? If they can reproduce just laying eggs. This, this must is be it, where yeah. it gets on the gun, yeah. It's great. La, la, la. <sighs> yeah. So that's no, why I don't get the mist. Yeah. 
because they reproduce laying eggs anyway, so why right. do they have to reproduce using the whole mist? I don't I know you um, I knew you wouldn't let me die. Because Who if... the fuck are you? So if, if, if it starts as mist... Why, I don't even know why we're bothering, but if you can start as mist, in the beginning, infect all the people. There was only mist. <laughs> yeah, those no, people. Did you say mist from the film, the mist. No, but that's the same actor. <laughs> but if the mist infected the people and controlled them the way they're controlling Jonesy, they could walk those people out into a major metropolitan area. Yep. Although, why didn't the ship just go over a major metropolitan area? Look, see, that one's just laid an egg. I don't know. And also, the eggs don't apparently need to incubate for long, because this egg hatches right now. So, I don't understand. But also, if they can possess people, that person could just walk into the White House. You know? Like, you could take over that way. You could take over stealthily. Yeah. Well, not if you talk like Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Hello, I'm the U.S. President. I am Governor Corblimey. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to do an accent because you're on this Skype call. Uh, and I've been doing an American accent. Ask me anything. You have? I don't miss it. Y'all, y'all, I'm, Amer- I'm American, y'all. Uh, I don't I like that's an ac- coffee. <laughs> oh. Pretty bad. Pretty, um, pretty, pretty bad. Is it as bad. bad as Hugh Laurie's one in house? <laughs> I thought so Hugh Laurie did a really ears, good job. Sounds terrible. I know Americans do, but to Eng- my English ears, it sounds awful. It's I'll have to I'm go back to and English. Paint it on the wall. Yeah, I probably have to go back and listen to him. Um, what about the this? Little... Is where he's like, "Are you really Jonesy? Tell me a secret that only you would know." Yeah, so the little worm no. is out of his... The little worm. He's going to head to the sewer. Bounce. But I don't get why that little worm is enough to infect what? the entire... Oh, yeah. Oh. Ubi ubi do. E ar u. We add There's also... Out. Hello, Mr. Gay. Mr. Gay. Ugh. It's so bad. This performance. <laughs> well, my eyeball trick doesn't work on him. Because they also they can also do that. Let's see, and yeah, the red mist is now leaving. So you can leave as a red mist. So why didn't Jonesy, when he was in Jonesy, and he realised that he couldn't take complete control of Jonesy because Jonesy died and came back or whatever, and Jonesy's also uh, got a major limp. Why didn't? He going to Ty Ty Olson. I don't. Well, don't you dare hurt Ty Olson. <laughs> well, yeah. We have some work to do now. Oh, we boy. have some work to do. Oh, so bad. Oh, god, this movie is dreadful. It's terrible. This is where it goes completely insane. More gay. Go Mr. Gay, go go away. Go away, Mr. Gay. <laughs> I don't think he, uh... I think he wants to be eaten by the giant maw. Giant toothy vagina. Oh, it doesn't want to eat him. 
I think it just wants to kill you, oh, no. you know, there are, like, um, chemicals in water that kill parasites and things. Yep. So, I don't get how it's going to affect the entire system. And this is where it, it's like, what? Wait for it. And you just can't shake. You've got a Johnny Wahlberg on you, you just can't shake it. It's like when you have toilet paper on your shoe. Yeah, and you're like, oh, get this Dunwall off me. I did it. Oh my god. Nope. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Ew. He is a secret alien all along. Oh. <laughs> I love that expression. <laughs> And then they, like, have something like, like... And they've, like, penetrated each other. And then they become one. It's all very, very sexual. So look, he's penetrated him. That is penetrated him. He's like, come to me. Come to me. Make love. Um. And then they both kind of, like, crystallize. The, the nice thing about this movie, like, the good thing, is that... <laughs> It's tr- it is trying to do something a little different. Yeah, and then in terms look. of its aliens and stuff. So I've, okay, I've got a question about this. Uh-oh. And then it explodes into red stuff, but this stuff doesn't infect them for some reason. It just turns into no. like red sparkles in the air. Or go into the water. Exactly, that'd be hilarious. If it went in the water, and they're like, oh. Uh. Well, I guess I because it it's been neutralized look, by. As it's, I swear it makes like a face or something. I don't know what. I guess it's been neutralized by Duddits. Yes. See, and this is the weird end. They're like, hey, it's you. And he's like, yeah. And then let me let me guess, he just sort of steps... Oh, I was going to say he steps on it by accident. No, he does it on purpose. Okay. And then he kicks it down there anyway. And then they're like, oh, it is you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> Then they fuck. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and then we get this weird, like, like scene really of them all around the table, like, joking, going, oh, look at all the good times. Aww. Look at, oh, these are all our friends. We have it's such okay. strong connections to all these characters. We love all of them. We love Beeve. We love Pete. We love Jonesy. We love Thomas Jane. I don't know his character's name. There's uh, maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup. General maple syrup. It's okay, I've got a question. Do you think at the end, when Duddits and the and Mr. Gay, Mr. Gray, became one, it's like a uh, a dark crystal thing? Have you seen Dark Crystal? Uh, no, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Uh, well, there's like the two creatures in that, and they're two halves of the same creature, and they split, so you've got one that's evil and one that's good, and so at the end, the good one seeks out the evil one, and they join up again, and they create this being that's a full being. Or do you think they just wrote it? So I can tell you about the alternate ending if you want. Yes, yes, please. Okay, so as far as I know, I think there was an alternate ending for the battle with the aliens. I don't know what it was, but I know that there was an alternate ending to the very last scene in which, after they go, Oh, it's you, Jonesy! <laughs> like that bit, and then it went to credits. There's a scene where Jonesy and Henry 
go and visit Duddit's grave and his gravestone. And his gravestone has got the words of the um, the Roy Orbison song um, "Blue Bayou" engraved on the gravestone, and they sing the song to his grave. I don't know why. That is kooky. It's on YouTube. You can see it. So there we go. That was Dreamcatcher, Matt. How do you that feel? was. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more fun facts. 130 minutes later. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shall I go Aww. on to the old IMDb trivia and Yeah, let's let's get some let's get some more facts. Okay, hang on. I wonder what the budget was for this film. Have a guess. Have a guess. Um, sixty-five million. It, well, um, it's five point five out of ten on IMDb. Uh, I can't remember where it says budget actually. Well, I'm going to look up trivia. Thomas Jane did the film because his mother, a big Stephen King fan, told him to. Stephen King sold boy. the movie rights for one dollar. I know, what a mum's boy. Uh, the third film William Goldman had adapted from a Stephen King novel the other two were Hearts in Atlantis which I didn't like and Misery which is great I did like Hearts in Atlantis oh I didn't like it I I think do you know what I'm going to say this and this is a terrible thing to say but I'm going to say it I'm not a big fan of Anthony Hopkins Oh, I thought you were going to say you're I a think fan he's of Anthony Hopkins. Uh, well, no, I love Anthony Hopkins. I think Anthony Hopkins is a very overrated uh, um, actor. I agree. I don't think he's good in Westworld at all. No, I don't either. Uh, during its theatrical release, it was preceded by the animated short Final Flight of the Osiris which was a approximately 15-minute film set in the Matrix universe and was later included in the Animatrix. I remember that. Oh, that's weird. And in the book... Oh, this was the ending to the book. In the book... So Mr. Grey's death in the film is completely different from the book. In the movie, he is killed by Duddits in the water supply room. In the book, using their powers, both Henry and Duddits smother him to death with a pillow. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> All it took was a pillow. Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. Also amazing that I watched this whole film and I missed all the Star Wives. <laughs> you did! There were so many! Ah! Oh, so many! This uh, film got four nominations for awards. Uh, <laughs> oh. Fangoria, the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. It was nominated in 2004 for Worst Film. It was, and it was nominated for Best Score. And it was nominated for the Teen Choice Awards 2003 for Best Horror Thriller. Huh. And the sound design got a lot of nominees as well. For Best, not Worst. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a well-produced film. It's just, it's a mess. Like, I don't... It's such a mess. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I'm going to look at the original ending. The reader of the audiobook is Jeffrey DeMunn, who... Who is uh, Dale from Walking Dead. Yeah, he is, but he's also um, from the Shawshank Redemption. And and The Mist and Green Mile. Yeah, he's in North Frank Darabin stuff and The Majestic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I know I don't want an actual Dreamcatcher, the object. I want the movie. Why is it called... Oh, apparently there was an original title for this film, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, Stephen King um, wanted to originally call the book Cancer. That was the name of it. And his wife talked him out of it. Yeah. But I don't know why it's called Dreamcatcher. I don't know. So if the I budget type in, this film... Why is it called say? Dreamcatcher? 65 million was my guess. Dollars? 68 million dollars. How much did it make? Made 89. 75. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. In 2014, Stephen King told Rolling Stone that I don't like Dreamcatcher very much and stated that the book was written under the influence of Oxycontin. Oxycontin? Yeah. Yeah. I like that the, uh, the actual Wikipedia summary of the book doesn't give away the ending. It just says, can they make it back in time? I t- well, the worms were really gross and scary. I'm going to see if there's any more facts, any fun facts. Uh, so, Lawrence Kasdan was planning to do the film The Risk Pool with Tom Hanks, and he'd written the script, and then it wouldn't happen. Uh, it's got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's rotten. Mike LaSalle's review for the San Francisco Chronicles summed the film up as a likable disaster. Yeah, and Richard Roper, likable. Yeah, Richard Roper said that not since Death to Smoochie have so many talented people made such a mess of things. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um... And Roger Ebert gave the film 1.5 stars out of 4 and said Dreamcatcher begins as the intriguing story of friends who share a telepathic gift and ends as a monster movie of stunning awfulness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just don't. I just can't figure it out. Like, I, I, we tried. We put a good effort in. It's an in. intricate tapestry. You know what you need to do? You need to watch it again tonight to work <laughs> it out, Matt. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take detailed notes. Okay, cool. All right. Well, at the beginning of this movie, you said that the snow puts you in a Christmas mood, and I'm going to release this as a Christmas bonus episode for all my Timothy Oliphant fans out there. Merry Christmas! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Not just for Timothy Oliphant, but also uh, fans, but also for Timothy Oliphant himself. Yes, we are fans of. He can listen to this. Relive that magic, that magic winter where he made this movie. What, what from his oeuvre could we have covered instead? Probably a lot of stuff. Uh, I like the perfect getaway. I think it's called that, just because I love him in that. So I would always recommend that. Well, well, maybe we'll do that like in a year's time. Ooh, okay. Well, that's a nice sunny, sunny film. Uh, whereas this oh, is not- perfect for summer. Maybe that's our 4th of July yeah. episode. 
Happy Independence Day. Perfect Getaway was 2009. Two pairs of lovers on a Hawaiian vacation discover that psychopaths are stalking and murdering tourists on the islands. Don't you hate it when that happens? Seems to happen a lot. (laughs) And this one has a 6.5 out of 10. (laughs) So there we go. Timothy Oliphant was also in a film called The Crazies about the inhabitants of a small Iowa town suddenly plagued by insanity and then death after a mysterious toxin contaminates their water supply. Huh, that sounds familiar. Water Mm, supply. Oliphant. That's a good film. I like that film. It's also got Joe Anderson in it. And I think... Uh, it's got someone else in, I can't think who. But yeah, it's a good film. Mm, maybe, that, maybe that's our Halloween that's 2017 bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. We could also watch the ultimate 90s movie, Go, starring Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I've seen that before. I'm not really want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch Perfect Getaway, because he's a badass in it, and it's great. We will. We'll make that our cool. summer fling. Alright, how do we sign off this podcast? Well, normally Matt just gives us a good old fuck you. Do you want to give us a fuck you? Fuck you, y'all. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> pip pip cheerio. Pip pip cheerio. I feel so bad. Oh, toodle pips. Toodle pips for days. I'm so bad. Toodle pips for days. All right, well, that was Dreamcatcher, everyone. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. On blue bayou Saving nickels Saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times On blue bayou I'm going back someday Come what may to blue bayou See my baby again And to be with some of my friends Maybe I'd be happy then On Blue Bayou I'm going back someday Gonna stay on Blue Bayou Where the folks are fine And the world is mine On Blue Bayou Mm-hmm.